Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Faces of TBI podcast series. I am Amy Zellmer, founder of FacesofTBI.com and your host. Today, I will be chatting with Tim Healy about tackle bar football. This episode is brought to you by Minnesota Functional Neurology, a Minneapolis-based clinic staffed by a caring and progressive team of functional neurologists who are experienced in treating post-concussion rehabilitation, chronic pain, dizziness, whiplash, and migraines. They are the concussion doctors you can trust for comprehensive brain health in Minnesota. They've greatly helped me and many others in the Twin Cities. You can find them online at mnfunctionalneurology.com. Hi, everyone. I am Amy Zalmer, and you are listening to Faces of TBI, a podcast series for survivors by survivors, raising awareness about traumatic brain injury, one podcast at a time. Those of you who might not be familiar with who I am, I am a TBI survivor from a fall on the ice in February of 2014. I'm a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post, and I volunteer on the Brain Injury Association of America's Advisory Council. And I recently released my first book, Life with a Traumatic Brain Injury, Finding the Road Back to Normal. You can learn more about me and the podcast at facesoftbi.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Vellmer. Today, our guest is Tim Healy, and Tim has been passionate about football for all of his life as a fan, player, and coach. After playing four years at St. John's University in Collegeville, Minnesota, Tim signed as a free agent contract with the New Orleans Saints. As a father of seven, he has coached three boys in more than 10 seasons of youth football and also coached for three years at Roseville High School in Minnesota. Tim has learned many life lessons and made lifelong friends on and around the field and feels strongly that football builds virtue and character. This passion led him to join the Tackle Bar football team, a safer game that can and will encourage greater participation. So welcome to the podcast, Tim. I'm very excited to have you here. Well, thank you for having me, Amy. I'm very excited to be on. Great. Well, I'm so excited. Hello? Are you still there, Tim? <laughs> yeah, Amy? Hey, Tim. Sorry about that. <laughs> I think I got disconnected. <laughs> you got to love technology. <laughs> yeah. So are, we, are we back I, on the line? I warned Tim. <laughs> We are back, and and I okay, warned good. him before we went live that my phone likes to drop calls. Um, I live in a big brick old building, and it's extremely unpredictable. Some days it'll drop my call ten times, and other times I can go for weeks and it won't drop a call. Okay. So okay. I apologize, Tim. <laughs> no, no, no problem. So yeah, again, very. So I don't know. Did you did and, you start uh, telling your story when I dropped? Nope, I did not. I, I'm sorry. I, I thought oh, I dropped, okay. so I called back in. So there was radio silence. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Well, so, let's, so let's we, carry on then. <laughs> yep. So we, uh, 
Yeah, I coached this last year. Our our school, we had a uh, a program up at Providence, and, and it just started going down. The junior high had 22 kids, then six kids, and they canceled the, the program that year. And then I got involved the next year because my son was coming into junior high and wanted to play football. And we were they had made a decision to try this new form of football, tackle bar. I didn't know anything about it, so I, I signed up to coach. And I loved it because it's, it's all, it's a hundred percent football, but you take away the big hits and the big collisions and you have a harness around your waist with two five inch bars and, and you can remove the bar. So you, you wrap the, your arms around them, remove the bar. So you, you, you still make contact, but you don't drive them to the ground. So big, big difference in, um, in, in, as far as the, the injuries, because most injuries happen on the tackle when you're getting tackled into the ground. And uh, we, uh, and, and I liked it so much that I, I got involved in the company after the season I coached, uh, the one season I coached, and then we coached this year too. And we started out with 200 kids, and now in, in this next year, or, or this year, we had 2,000. So really, really got a nice uptick. Wow. And, uh, the, the moms love it because they're not in the stands worried that their kids are going to get hurt which, you know, usually they do. So but, how does it uh, we, differ from, like, traditional flag football? Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm not a real big fan of flag football um, because you, you don't play the body. You, 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 don't, you don't track the body. You're tracking the wavy flag off the body. So you're kind of reaching, diving, and the running backs can wrap it, tie it, guard it, spin it's just more like gym class. So it does, it does not give you a good right. defensive read. And so this, this makes it more realistic. The other thing is we wear helmets and shoulder pads. So it really added safety. So then you can actually run into each other, which I'm okay for my boys to kind of bonk each other a little bit. I just don't want the, the devastating power drive to the ground. That That's where I get a little worried. And, and you have to, when you're going after the running back, you've got to have the right angle of pursuit. You've got to break down, you wrap them up, and then you stop. Normally you would take them, then you, you kind of accelerate through them. But here you just kind of stop and then pull the bar. And sometimes kids fall down. It's not, it's not a penalty. I mean, if it's incidental. But we, we don't really get many tackles in our games. So you see tackle bar as a really good, like, interim so you know this is teaching kids the fundamentals of how to play football because like you said you're still using the body um and it's teaching them kind of how to play properly you know keeping the head up and not having the head down and all that kind of stuff so it's teaching them how to play properly and safely right yeah yeah and and i would say the issue is at the younger ages and i know robert stern's come out with some uh some studies where they show that the brain is not fully developed and it's not it's not just him but other people as well so there there is there there is a concern at the head hits at a younger age so this ideally would be a, a transitional game into tackle where you would do this in third fourth fifth sixth you know, maybe seventh and eighth. I know some people really want to, are kind of anxious to get hitting. Uh, but we found the most success in third through sixth grade. Uh, I'm actually coaching a seventh and eighth grade team, and I love it. I love it. And we hit dummies really hard, and I, I have the kids tackle dummies just to kind of get them ready for next year. 
but it's not it's not soft football. It's it's full go, and it, it's the speed is game speed. I think that's where where it's kind of fun, but you're just not taking the hits on the head, and it's almost like if you have a ticker. You don't start counting until they leave tackle bar. They're, they might get maybe an incidental bump here or there, but nothing like you would get uh, in normal tackle football. Mm-hmm. And I know that you are, you know, you're a big advocate of football in the way that it's team building. You know, it teaches you a lot of skills and, and social skills and life skills and leadership skills, you know, just being part of a team like that. Um, so I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you feel. Just, you know, you, you, football has been a big part of your life. Um, so I guess maybe I'd like to just have you kind of talk to that for a little bit. Yep. Yep. And, and, uh, I've spent the last year talking to hundreds and hundreds of coaches, uh, about this. And, and I'm just so impressed. I go to these coaches clinics and you just hear these great talks and very motivating and they're just wonderful people and they're, and they're very, I mean, they're gym teachers and coaches and they're just salt of the earth people that really, that really do care about the boys. They do. And, uh, and I really look at them as builders of men you know, they're taking these boys and, and they're trying to uh, build them in, into men. And, and with, with the discipline, you know, you show up on time. You know, there's, there's kids that will be late every day to class, but they're not late to football practice. So they at least know that they cannot do that in football. Uh, so the discipline, the team, the whole idea team, you know, there's just nothing like riding back on a bus when you've won a game. It's just, it's so exciting. It's so exciting. Just even playing uh, Friday Night Lights with your buddies, you've got the band out there. There's all the people. It's just such such an excitement and to be a part of it. And the thing is, you don't even need to be on the field. You can be part of the team. And that's, you know, as far as, you know, body diversity and ability diversity, it's, it's the greatest game because you, you need everybody. You need a second and third string kid so that, A, if someone gets hurt, he goes in, but also – you need to get the, the, the second team defense needs to work against the first team offense. So you're constantly helping your team get better. Uh, even, you know, the brotherhood, the, the work ethic, the, the sacrifice. I mean, you literally are putting your body in front of a guy so that, you know, in harm's way so that your quarterback can make the pass. I mean, I, I did that for many years. Uh, and, and then finally perseverance, uh, you know, you, you look at that game, the uh, Super Bowl, and, you know, they're down three touchdowns. They're, they're not going to win, and they did. And that's just something. And, and, and he didn't do it that day. He's been preparing his whole life for that, Tom Brady. He's been working out and working with his team, and, and that's not something that you just turn a switch. And, and that's why I just I, I do. I just love the game. And it's sad that kids aren't playing it, that they're choosing not to. And even getting back to my school, you know, we have 15 kids out for football and we have 42 out for soccer. And I'm fine with soccer, but it's just, it's just sad to me that so many boys are not playing. But I think there's a fear in the parents and a fear in the kids. And hopefully this will take that away, that we can introduce them the game and help them fall in love with it and then they can carry on. And, and ultimately, you know, my goal is to get as many kids to play high school football. I just, I, I think it's a great experience. And again, there's so many life lessons, even the whole coach having a, a, the mentorship of a good coach 
and 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 also a bad coach. <laughs> you know, where you kind of rally, yeah. <laughs> kind of against them, and you know, and not you know, you just kind of you know, you, you're gonna you're gonna win in spite of him and and survive. Um, and and sometimes sometimes in a job you don't you don't like your boss and you, you can't quit. You just have to kind of suck it up. So those are just a few things. And what have you experienced? I mean, you played college ball. You know, what have mm-hmm. you experienced personally with concussion and TBIs, um, whether yourself or your teammates? What have you experienced over the years? Well, my uh, my concussions have been I, w- I was riding my bike when I was about 10. I fell off my bike and knocked myself out. I just remember getting into an ambulance. And then probably in my mid-20s, uh, downhill skiing. It was kind of before helmets were vogue. I bumped into someone and bashed my head, and all of a sudden everything got really weird. Uh, but really didn't have one in football. But but I remember, you know, we had guys, and it's just it's crazy. <laughs> it's just crazy. They would they would be knocked unconscious, literally unconscious. You get them up, bring them to the sidelines, smelling salt, wake them up. And they would mm-hmm. sit out for the series, <laughs> but they'd go back in the next series. And, and, and mind you, this is Division Three football, so there's no money. People aren't making money off the sport. We simply were not aware of what was happening to the brains. And so yeah. it's so easy to judge, to judge people on what we know today, and you can't. I mean, if anyone did that now, they would be put in jail. And, and I, I share that story right. when, I, when, I, when I do my presentations. And all the older coaches kind of laugh because they're like, yeah, we used to do that too. <laughs> you know, everyone did it. Everyone did it. You know, you, just didn't, you did not know about second impact syndrome and, and any of the other stuff. That and, was, and I, you know. I think you just brought up a really good point, you know, how 20 years ago, even 10 years ago, we didn't know. Um, yeah. And now we just have so much more knowledge around it and, you know, how, how do you see that shaping football now, the, the knowledge that we do have? Well, I, I, I think it's, uh, it's maybe the pendulum has swung a little bit the other way. You know, it's when you read 99% of the NFL players got CTE, you're like, oh, my gosh, I don't want my son to get CTE. Well, he's probably not going to play football, <laughs> pro football, you know, and, and, you know, but he still, still can be affected at a lower age. But I think the media has, has – Absolutely. There's articles every single day about safety and participation. And, and you've seen it where the, the kids aren't playing the game. They're, they're simply the parents and the moms, and they care for their kids. They're like, I don't, I don't want you to get hurt, so you cannot play football. And so they're, they're, the reaction is there's been an over 30% drop across the country. But if you break that out, you know, I know communities here in, in Minnesota, they've had 50% in the last five years, 50%. They've gone from 600 wow. down to 400. I mean, and these are big football communities. Another, another really big, big football um, mecca here, you know, their, their third grade class came in really small uh, as far as numbers. And they're like, oh, my gosh, we got to do something. So that's where I think we can introduce this game at a younger age, get more kids playing safely, and ultimately get more kids to play in high school. But uh, it's absolutely affecting the game and the perception. And, yeah, it's it's, it's definitely having a big impact. 
how is tackle bar designed um, to be implemented? So, like, it's it's designed to be started young, and then at what age would do you guys suggest they transition out of tackle bar into standard tackle football? Yeah, I think we want to be careful that we're not telling people what to do. You know, we want to say, hey, we have a safe option for for what you're – and it depends on the needs of the community. Now, uh, I'm, I'm working with the people in Vermont. Uh, they actually have uh, uh, a rule that now all 7th and 8th grade football that are done with the schools have to be done with flags, padded flags. So we're hoping to, you know, get involved there. But – I think I think that's a decision that that each community needs to make, but I would say it it fits really well in that third through sixth grade, and 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 possibly seventh and eighth, but for sure ninth grade. I think you should be tackling. You know, I think that's where you know. And the, and the other the other big one is body discrepancy, size discrepancy. Yeah. Uh, on my team mm-hmm. on my team right now uh, that I'm coaching, I have a 100 pound uh, player and I have a 200 pound player. That's a that's a big difference. That's a <laughs> That's huge a big difference. difference. And, and, and some of the biggest discrepancies are in seventh and eighth grade. You know, that's where people, you know, people really want to get hitting, but you have to realize that that's where, you know, you have these man childs that are growing beards in eighth grade. And, you know, and they're, and they're lining up against each other. And I know, you know, I go out to Washington, D.C. every March for Brain Injury Awareness Day, and I know there is a big push. There are several organizations that are pushing um, flag to 14. That's kind of their motto. Yep. And I believe that 14 years old is about eighth grade. Eighth grade. Am I doing my math yep, right? Yep, yep, yep. Um, yep. You know, so that kind of lines up with, with their thoughts as well and how I think it's a lot of what you just said, you know, body size and, and brain development and you know, there's just so many variables that, you know, that they're finding that, you know, let's not have kids tackling until they're at least 14, 15. Um, and so I, I, you know, I think this tackle bar is a wonderful concept. You know, it's, it's still letting kids be part of a team. It's still letting them play. It's teaching them how to play properly and safely. And, and I mean, could a concussion still happen? Sure. You know, I mean, like like you said, your concussions were riding a bike and skiing, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and mine, I fell on the ice. I mean, you know, we can't live in a bubble. Um, yeah. But I think we just need to be very cognizant about what we are allowing our kids to do. Yeah, and we're really we're, – and I, I hear those groups that talk about no tackle until 14, and, and I'm fine with that, but the, the problem is the substitute is flag football – which right. is, is not right. good defensively, and, and it's not that it's not as fun. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. So I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to get a hold of them. Trust me, I'm. <laughs> That's why we're here. <laughs> I know, I'm working hard, but I'm trying to get a hold of them. I know Drew Brees, he's putting together a big flag program, uh, you know, and I, I would love to get in with them because you put the helmet and shoulder pads. We, we just wear shorts, too, so that kind of makes them think, okay, I can't go full because I, I don't have pads on my pants, on my legs. But uh, short, or shorts, shoulder pads, and helmet, and they feel like a football player. They, they like the gear. The kids like the gear. And, uh, but but you, you get in the positions. You can get your positions all set up. 
your 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 stances, your formations, your all your exchanges with the quarterback, your passing, your defensive reads, everything's the same. You just you don't you just, you've taken the final piece of the tackle. I mean, one coach said, you know, th- this tackle bar meets four of the five criteria that I coach for making a tackle. And it's just the last one, the takedown to the ground, you just eliminate that. And, and we, do, we do have high schools using this as a practice device. So they'll put it on their offense when they're running defense. That way they're not killing their own players, hurting their own players. And, mm-hmm. and I, I, played, yeah. I, I, played, I played football up at St. John's University, and John Gallardi, kind of a, a pioneer, he, he eliminated all tackling in practice in 1971. So, so we're coming up to 50 years for him. <laughs> and I actually, I actually showed him the, the tackle bar, and he, he really liked it. Uh, but so my four years at St. John's, we never tackled. Now, I will say I was sweating every day because we, we were hitting pretty hard, but it's more hand-to-hand combat. You're not getting your helmet in, and uh, you're, you're going about 80, 80%. Uh, and, and so you're still getting the good reads. But we, yeah, we, we saw he's done that. He's done that for 40 years and he's incredibly successful program. And, and now you're seeing uh, the Ivy league has adopted no contact uh, during the regular season. And even the Canadian football league is, is uh, looking to adopt it. So Tim, um, how did tackle bar actually come about? How it was um, a husband and wife, right? That that yep, yep. Um, came up with the concept. Yep. So so Jeremy and Bridget Ling, uh, they their kids were getting ready to play football, and they were, they had the, they had all the concerns that everyone else had, and uh, and they looked in the op- into the options, and they they did not like the flag. Uh, Jeremy played football and he just, he just doesn't, did not like the way it, it just the way it, it, the players played it. And it just was not good football. And uh, then they looked in the tackle and they're like, geez, I don't know if I'm on my kid to get smashed. So they, they really started coming up with the idea and uh, you know, probably two or three years in the making. And, uh, and they got into our group uh, over a year ago, about a year and a half ago, uh, Uzma Samadani put a pre- put a presentation on uh, concussions, and they talked to her, and then she got her in touch with one of the D, uh, ADs, and uh, and they quickly adopted it, uh, the whole league, which is pretty amazing, um, and it was very very successful. And, and I just kind of by happen chance got involved, but they uh, yeah they've been working on it for probably three years. And you guys just very recently got an endorsement from the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, we're very excited about that. I uh, I began talking to EJ Henderson. So he's a youth manager uh, for youth youth sports, and I I, was, I talked to him. And his first comment was like, "Well, we're really committed to flag." And I was like, "Oh, come on!" <laughs> I go, "Nobody likes flag." <laughs> and he kind of laughed. And then we, we continued the conversations. And once he saw it. And, and uh, I went to several of his camps he put on this summer, and we would run drills with it. Just and we had no pads, so we just ran drills. Um, uh, he, he liked it, and so he kind of talked to 
the Vikings, and they actually sponsored one of our leagues, and, uh, and then we were able to kind of get the endorsement. It had to go to New York, so I was, I was like, oh, geez, I didn't know if it could get out of New York. But, yeah, so we're really, <laughs> really, really excited uh, to have that. I, I think it just shows that it's legitimate football. You know, this isn't some wild, crazy idea that, you know, someone has. I mean, this is something that the Vikings are behind, and, you know, it's 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 a good alternative to flag and attack. You know, and it is kind of crazy to think that it's 2017 and this we haven't had something like this yet. I mean, once you kind of see it and and see how it's used, it's like, gosh, why didn't we think of this before? <laughs> it is kind of amazing <laughs> it, to think that it took this yeah, long. And, <laughs> yeah, and and just to put in my little plug, so tacklebar.com you can go there and, and look for the video, and we have some videos that show game game play, and you can just see it. You're like, oh, wow, yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, you look at the, inno- the innovation in football, really the last big one was the helmet, or, the, or I'm sorry, the face mask. You know, there's not really been a lot of innovation, a lot of changes. Now, now they've been taking away the headshots and some of those things, but it's just not a sport where they've made many changes. So we're right. we're hoping you know we're hoping to be a, a, a positive response to uh, all the negative that's out there. That there's something positive that you know for the for the kids and the moms that maybe want to get involved but are worried. We hope that this will be an entree. Yeah, I I think this is fabulous. I you know I agree. I see that there are so many benefits to being a part of a team and, you know, football really is, you know, our homegrown sport, so to speak. Um, You know, like I, you remember high school, like you said, Friday night lights, you'd go to the football game and you'd sit in the bleachers and watch your team. And it's just part of our culture. And I think making it safe like this, um, taking more of the risk out of it, I think will definitely help parents feel more at ease about having their children playing football. And then it's up to them, you know, if they want to continue into tackle or not, um, you know, that's a personal decision, but I, yeah, I, do, but at I least, really at least love you, the concept of tackle bar. Yeah. And at least you can introduce them to the sport and, and it's a good, yeah. it's a really good introduction to the sport. And then they'll say, boy, I'm pretty good at this. Or, you know, I, I you know, and, and then <laughs> go on. And, and I think the other, you know, the other thing is, with the numbers uh, down so much in, in so many schools, and, and you end up you have schools merging and programs closing, but one of the things you have is kids are forced to play both ways. And, and I have not heard a lot of discussion on this, but that basically doubles your hits for the game. And, you know, that, that can't be good. You know, you should really just play. Right. In an ideal situation, you play offense or defense. You really, but but yeah. a lot of kids will play both ways on some of these programs that are struggling with numbers, and so now you kind of put them at more risk. Well, Tim, thank you so much for being here today. We are just about out of time, um, but I really appreciate you being here and and sharing with our listeners um, what Tackle Bar is and how you're you know how you're trying to really make um, youth football safer. Thank you so much, Amy, and thank you for all you do for uh, traumatic brain injury. 
Thank you. Thanks so much. And thank you, everyone, yep. for listening. Um, I hope that you enjoyed today's show. And again, be sure to visit facesoftbi.com to listen to any previous podcasts and see any upcoming topics that we have. And again, just a final thank you to our sponsor, Minnesota Functional Neurology, the concussion doctors you can trust in the Twin Cities. Find them online at mnfunctionalneurology.com. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, and I hope you all have a great day, and I will see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Goodbye.